Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. This is Center Court with Hall of Fame basketball player Ralph Sampson. Center Court is presented by the Winner's Circle Network in conjunction with the Sampson Family Foundation, striving to uplift, empower, and educate the communities we live in. Now here's Ralph and your host, Mac McDonald. Welcome into the Winner's Circle Network and a great show today because he's a good friend. It's that simple. And basically, Ralph and I asked two questions and just let Dave Odom go. Dave Odom will be our guest. Ralph, it's good to see you. Welcome to the show and the podcast and uh, looking forward to talking to, to Coach Odom. You know, I wanted to ask you, when did you first meet Dave and what do you remember about his, you know, he's what, five seven, and he's coaching. Yeah, exactly. That's what you remember. So his height, it's, it's, it's great stature, how, right? How could Dave Odom coach you? That's the thing, Mac. In today's world of basketball, even now you look at it now, 40 years ago, a five seven, five five guy, Coach Odom, left handed, et cetera, coaches the big guys. Mm hmm. I mean, what does he know about post moves? What does he know about, <laughs> you know, in, you know, he might know about feeding the post, but he doesn't know anything about Correct. post moves. But, you know, he's such a, a student of the game and to have and actually be around me. And I, I'll make the comments, uh, you know, in the, in, in, in the show when I hurt my right ring finger and mm -hmm. had uh, pins in it. And then also going from UVA to Wake Forest and Tim Duncan, two Hall of Fame centers. I mean, he actually knew something there, right? Because yeah, it's now something. it come out that way. Yeah, if anything, he knew how to recruit. I remember the one of the first times he did, we were we were starting the, the Terry Holland TV show with uh, our good friend, Mike Klepper. We had to put Odom on a box. He had to stand <laughs> on a box to stand next to, uh, to Jim Laranaga. Because we couldn't frame it any other way. Right, right, right. But but not to me. But what he lacked in height, um, he holds in stature. And I saw him interviewed during the, uh, you know, the Maui Invitational, which was played in Vegas. And he will always be near and dear uh, to my heart. And I know he will be, uh, you know, with you too. Because he coached you in 82. And then the move to Wake Forest was pretty interesting because Terry Holland was getting ready. You know, Terry Holland had a, had a hospital stand. He had a stomach thing. Yep, yep, uh, yep. Coach Odom coached like his first game against Carolina, and Richard Morgan went off for thirty nine. What right, did right, you know? Right. And so they just he took the handcuffs off Richard Morgan, and so anyway, it was. But in the spring of eighty nine, Odom was offered the wake job, and Terry said, "Hold off." And Terry goes to Jim Copeland, the AD, and says, "Hey." I'd really like coach Odom to be my co-coach. And when I retire in a couple of years, Dave will be ready to take over the program. And Jim Copeland said, no, that's not going to happen. And so Terry went back to the office and said, Dave, go to Wake Forest. Mac, you know, and the, the politics of life and, and games, of sports, sure. whatever, is amazing to me because it holds so many people down. I can recall 
being with the Houston Rockets, and I knew we had a good team. And mm-hmm. Bill Fish was the coach, and the management said, don't turn them loose. I said, let us go. I, it, it was publicly in the newspaper. Turn us loose. Let us go. Get us a point guard. We can win a championship. I got Akeem Olajuwon, Rodney McRae, Robert Reed. I got a cast of characters, Jim right. Peterson, Craig Elo. And I thought we could play. So you go back and you think that these organizations would want you to win. And you got a great coach in Coach Odom and Coach Holland. So, Mike, we, we, we're very lucky. We got Coach mm-hmm. Odom that's a commissioner that's retired now, but he, he probably would want to still coach if he, if he wanted to. Coach Larry Nagel still coaching. You're right. Uh, you know, and, and Coach Highland, God bless me, you know, doing doing okay in Charlottesville. Got some medical issues, but we love him to death. But great people to be around. So I'm blessed to to even know Coach Odom and you and Coach Highland and Coach, you know, I mean, there's Leonard Hamilton, people that recruited me as well. But I don't like the politics sometimes in sports. Oh, how many times have we said, and before we go to break, I'm going to ask this question. How many times have we said, just stop coaching. You'll screw up the ball club. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> just let them go. Just let them go. Just let them play. I, I could see that headline. Dave Odom is next right around the corner. This is Center Court on the Winter Circle Network. Stay with us. To get into sports casting, you need experience just to get your foot in the door. I can't tell you how many times in my career somebody will ask me, how do I get into your business? How do I become a sportscaster? The first thing I ask is, what have you done? Do you have any experience? And the answer is normally nothing yet because they couldn't find a program that provided the real world experience that you need to get started. So I set out to create a program designed for the next wave of sportscasting talent. And my partner was an obvious one. Full Sail University, great track record in entertainment and media, great alumni group, and the ability to evolve as the industry changes. We're offering a bachelor's degree that combines the professional expertise that my fellow sportscasters and I have built our careers on with the technologies shaping the world of sports. To succeed in this business, you have to be ready for what's next. But the core of great sports casting, I don't think will ever change. And this program brings it all together. Get busy now. Penetration. Give yourself a chance. The Winter Circle Network and the Sampson Family Foundation present Center Court with Hall of Fame basketball star Ralph Sampson. Again, here's Ralph and Mac. Welcome into Center Court on the Winter Circle Network. And uh, this is going to be a fun 30 or 40 minutes, uh, Ralph, because this guy has meant a lot to us. Uh, I can, you know, any the Virginia family, the Wake Forest family, the South Carolina. Uh, he just had a, a magical career, three-time ACC Coach of the Year, SEC Coach of the Year, a couple of NIT championships, a couple of ACC championships. It goes on and on. But to introduce Dave, I pulled out his book. I know he sold like four or five copies, uh, which is, is in my collection. The end is not the trophy. And it says right here, I don't remember the first day that I said I wanted to coach, but I can't remember a day when I wanted to do anything else. So that's uh, Dave Odom, a coach through and through. Coach, how are you? It's good to talk to you. Wow, that was pretty prophetic. I don't know whether I thought of that or, or maybe Lynn thought of that. I don't know. But, uh, might have been my mother. <laughs> she she uh, always knew that's what I wanted. But uh, I appreciate you uh, mentioning the book. I think we have a couple of copies left. 
anybody that's interested. I need, I need, well, a, I, need a, I need a signed copy by Miss Odom. I, don't, I, you know, I need her to sign it. <laughs> well, I will tell you this, Ralph. She, uh, she, the editor, uh, publisher, I guess it is, asked that she write one of the chapters. And uh, anybody that's read the book has always come back and said, chapter nine, and that's what it was, chapter nine was by far the best chapter in the book. And that oh, happened wow. to be the one that Lynn, Lynn wrote. So uh, if you ever get one, just to kind of peek at it, look, uh, start, don't start at the beginning. Start on chapter nine. And I'm going to go. All right. I'm going to go to chapter nine. Ralph, real quick story, uh, because the, the the book is titled "The End Is Not the Trophy." We're not here to sell Dave's book, but Dave was the first guy to quote that to me after he won the '95 ACC title, right? And I asked him. He goes, "The end is not the trophy," and he was in the front seat, exhausted, and and we were going to do TV. And I said, "What? Wait a minute. What does that mean, Coach Odom?" was talking about the process before Nick Saban and Bill Belichick made it popular. In other words, embrace the journey. It's not all about winning at the end. You know, it's, it's everything that occurs during the journey and it became so prophetic. So uh, Dave, you, you believed in that for a long time in your career, didn't you? And I still do, uh, Mac. Uh, I still believe that's the thing. And, uh, you know, like for instance, I got uh, one son that's coaching and another one that's uh, doing some other basketball things like, scouting for the jazz <laughs> and um i try to talk to them about that as often as i possibly can because i don't want them to uh, put everything they got into one practice or one game or or one event or or what it is i mean because life truly is a series of uh processes if you will or mm -hmm. or things that 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 come up that teach you lessons that help you become better the next uh time something is uh come uh, the next time there's a real challenge and you know right now we're beginning college basketball season and uh, uh just looking at parts and bits and pieces of games uh even last night i mean they're games that just say what you know <laughs> and if you if you've got everything uh vested in that uh you're going to end up uh disappointed and you're not going to be able to carry on because you know, it, it, all of these seasons that we're going to talk about today are seasons that go on for a long time, and each one has its own lesson. And you got to have your eyes open, your ears open, and try to find the lesson, and and, and it helps you become better as you go. Mac, you know, I mean, I can reflect back on uh, what Coach Olin was saying, and and Coach, you probably remember this as well. One of the years when I was at UVA my right ring finger had a spiral fracture in it and Doc McHugh put some staples yep. in it, right? And this coach here made me practice every day using my left hand. Coach, you remember that? I mean, that whole scenario. So what he what he's saying now, he said then, mm -hmm. and that was 40 plus years ago or something like that, right? But I remember those statements. And then I remember playing mm -hmm. against the University of Louisville and dunking over Roddy McCray left-handed. And this was the guy that kind of, made me dribble left-handed, kept me in shape, et cetera. Coach, you remember, you remember those practices, I'm sure, at least a little bit. <laughs> well, I'd like to think so, but uh, you were – people ask me all the time, well, what was Ralph like? I'm saying there's, there's never been – I've never coached a guy that was more willing uh, to do whatever you ask him to do whenever you ask him to do it, however you ask him to do it. And uh, you were a joy to have, and um, it's been – 
a great friendship for a long, long, long time. Um, I, you you uh, had some unfortunate uh, medical situations that came along, and uh, you know it <clears throat> curtailed the length of your practice, uh, schedule, as we all know, career. But uh, there was none greater than you, Ralph. And uh, uh, as great as you were as a player, you were even I thought greater. Uh, as a person. Well, that's a I can't say that about Mac. <laughs> but, you know, you know. <laughs> uh, all those miles we ran, you know, in, in pregame. Uh, well, I love it. Well, Dave, because you had, I mean, it's story and everybody knows, you know, who you had in 95 with Rodney and Tim Duncan, Randolph, um, Coach and Ralph. Mm -hmm. I mean, you had a chance to, to spend time with two of the best big men in the ACC. But would it be a true statement to say a lot of the, athletes and the really good players ralph and tim you know these players that you have been around are they misunderstood a lot of the time if ralph will allow me i'm going to tell a story a short story about about him and it, it kind of goes dovetails into what you were just talking good, about good we use we used to eat as a team on sunday nights at a place called the aberdeen barn and uh, it, it was a learning experience for us. We'd have different speakers come in, Bob Rotellos, that would come in and kind mm -hmm. of uh, help us. And I remember one Sunday night, um, and I don't know what the problem was. I don't know what he had on his mind, but Ralph was unusually quiet. And when it was over, when the meeting was over, I went over and sat down with him. Everybody pretty much had left the uh, the restaurant and I said Ralph you know wh what's going on with you I mean you're you know you're quiet um it's just something that needs to be talked about or needs to be dealt with <laughs> let's let's talk about it and he said coach he says you know I'm uh, you know basketball right now I'm having a hard time with it um you know there's a lot expected of me um I'm trying my best to do everything that uh, the coaches ask and that the media ask and my friends are leaning on me and it's just, it's really, really hard. I don't know how long I want to do this. I remember this very well. And I said to him, Ralph, think about it. I don't know how many seven, four bankers they are <laughs> in the world today. And what I was telling him was, you know, God has given you a gift and the gift is your body and your length and your talent and your abilities. And you need to embrace those things and let them work for you. And I never heard another word out of it. He <laughs> went to work wow. and, uh, and he, you know, he did the things that he should be doing. And that uh, everybody is so so proud of, uh, and and uh, I hope that kind of uh, Ralph. I hope that was okay. And I tell that story because oh yeah, definitely. I, it, it's uh, it was a great lesson for me. We're not all equal in terms of God's gift to us. I mean, we, you know, we've all got different things that we do well, uh, but God's gift to you was your size and your willingness to work, and and uh, you. You came along at a very unusual time when, you know, Billy Packer and Al McGuire and Dick Enberg and Mac McDonald, all of these people <laughs> wanted things of you that uh, 
you know, nobody else had, uh, had to give. So, uh, you've done it very, very well. And that's why we're all proud of you. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, wow. Great story. I mean, we definitely remember the Aberdeen barn days. It was very special. They're still there. And then I remember those type of conversations because you did it and coach Holland did it and coach Larry and coach page, but you know, when you can, you know, the, the sign of a, of, of a great coach is not the ability when I was with lefty coaching, not the ability to just coach the game because that's that's fun, right? It's the manage the players that you have and Coach Ogden was the best at it. One of the philosophies that Coach had, and Ralph, that's so eloquently said by you, but Coach told me, Coach Odom one time said, hey, to be successful, you got to be happy. You've got to be content. You've got to be happy to be successful. And I think that's why what your dad wanted you to take over the car dealership, right? It's, it's well documented, but you said, your mom said, wait, my son wants to coach. He's going to coach, right? Isn't that the way it kind of unfolded? This happiness thing, every time you mention something, something comes to my mind. <clears throat> um, there, was a, there was a coach that was coaching Texas one time, and uh, geez, I can't even remember his name now, but I, I was at a clinic as a young high school coach, and I was listening to him. Somebody asked him, said, uh, Coach, you, you know, your, your players seem to be happy. They, they seem to play, and, and they enjoy the, uh, the process and the, and the game and practices, and they like each other, and they hug each other. said, uh, how do you do that? He said, well, you know, I had, I had one of them one day at, at the end of the year. I uh, had these individual meetings. And I had one of my players to come in and he sat across the desk from me and, and I looked at him and I said, are you okay? And he said, coach, I'm just not happy. And I said, well, what'd you do to what'd you tell him? He said, I reached in my little pencil jar and I picked up my pencil and I pointed it at him and I said, happiness to you. <laughs> and it was his it was his way of saying listen i can't make you happy i will i'll wave this pencil wand at you and if anything comes out of it and that helps you make be happy fine but you got to find happiness yourself and the way you do that is you work hard and you do everything that you po can possibly do to be successful each and every day so yeah. happiness to you <laughs> My dad was a car dealer. He was a Pontiac Cadillac dealer in Goldsboro. And I think he worked every day of his life to try to get to the point where he could turn that business over to me. And one day I was talking to my mother. I said, I don't want to be a car dealer. I don't want to own that business. So I had a kind of a heart to heart talk with him. He said, I understand. He said, we'll do something else with the business, but you go do what you've got to do. This is Center Court. Presented by the Winner's Circle Network in association with the Sampson Family Foundation. Welcome back to Center Court on the Winner's Circle Network. Dave Odom is our guest who coached for over four decades, posted 406 wins, you know, championships. And by the way, answer to the trivia question was Abe Lemons at Texas. So, Ralph, do you have a favorite Dave Odom story that you want to bring to the bring to Ooh. the table? <laughs> there are, again, I, I reflect back on just remembering the when I hurt my finger and, and him just teaching mm -hmm. me how to dribble left-handed that. So it, it goes on and on. But the most really surreal one is after, you know, after the, you build a relationship and coach remember this when he was at South Carolina. I, I went there to visit him one time. We sit and had long conversations about just UVA, you know, the whole deal. So all the stuff that may have been going in the back, 
there's many, many stories, right, that we can just kind of do other two, but just the relationship for me with Coach Odom, Miss Odom, and, this, and the kids, and you, Mac, as well, is, you know, really what, what, what basketball to me is all about, from high school with Coach Berge to Coach Holland to you guys. You know, he, he was more than a coach, right? He was, you know, coaching basketball. And I love the quote with the book, right? Because it's, it's about being successful in life, not just the basketball game, right? And I mean, I've played it at, at a good level, but today, you know, with, with, with kids or grandkids, whatever, you just want to maybe leave that legacy and use the things that Coach Odom or Coach Allen or Coach Breaker taught me and instill into kids today and my kids and kids that I teach in camp as well. So I'll let Coach tell the stories because he, he, he's got more than, than I know of because, you know, he was he was there. So <laughs> we, Those were great days, I can tell you that. Uh, some of the group that most happy – Talk about happiness. That was a that was a happy time for me and my family. Dave, what was then? Because so many people say such great things, and I, you know, when you got put in the Wake Forest Ring of Honor and uh, and all the that '95 team came back. I mean, nobody really ever says anything bad about Dave Odom. What was it about your relationship and your philosophy of the relationship, whether it's a player, a coach, an SID? an old bald radio guy what uh, what was or what is your your philosophy with building relationships well uh i've always tried to be uh, a people person i don't know how effective i would be if i was coming along today because so much of what's going on today uh, are tied to statistics and numbers and uh emails and uh internets and uh, <laughs> uh, charts on the wall and, and uh, I, I, you know, those kind of things. And, and I have a hard time relating to that. I'd rather, I'd rather sit down and talk to Ralph Sampson than I had read about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd rather uh, think back on uh, the, the one recruiting trip I made to get Tim Duncan and, and uh, the, the things that happened, uh, on that hillside as I watched him play outdoors uh, that first time, first and only time, and made the decision to come out. Those are, those are things that, you know, you, you don't get reading of a, a book or, you know, just the numbers and all of that just drives me crazy. So it's um, whether it was the equipment man at the school, the SID at the school, uh, the radio uh, <laughs> crew, or the – television or my some of my my favorite times were after practices in the locker room as we as we the coaches would just go in and sit on a stool by our locker and talk about the practice or talk about what we're going to do next and mm-hmm. uh those th- th- those were things that uh, you you can never replace you can never do without you can never top you can never those are things that you just remember forever and ever and ever because it's the people. It was such a people uh, thing. I was doing, I'll give you an example. Um, We're starting this group I'm working with, just starting another tournament. We just finished it up in Asheville, North Carolina. The first day that we're there, the teams come in, they start practice. And I'm sitting there watching, there's nobody else in the gym except me and the teams and coaches and, and I was just kind of leaned back in a, in a chair, and here comes one of the uh, coaches over. He says, you look relaxed. I said, I, I am more relaxed in the gym than I am anywhere. Sure. Except at nighttime when my wife and I go to bed. 
That's when I'm most relaxed. <laughs> but, but other than that, in the gym. So, you know, you'll, you'll never be able to replace that. You know, we talk about the end is not the trophy, you know. So because Dave also says, you know, and said in this book that, and he was talking about the change and change in players and people and social media. He said, I never had, this is a quote from Dave, I never had a bad coach or a bad teacher, ever. Well, not, not many. If you don't believe it, all you got to do is look at that transfer portal. Yeah, I think there was something like 1,500 in that transfer portal, and, and they're, you know it, it, the numbers keep mounting. And uh, out of that 1,500 or so, if you had a chance to sit down and quickly interview each one of them, it would be short-lived because I guarantee 80% of them would say, it's because I don't like my coach. My coach promised me this. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting the play in time. Uh, I don't like uh, the way he uh, hollers at me or the way he coaches me or whatever it happens to be. Uh, I never had a bad coach. I mean, every one of them knew, knew a whole lot more than I did, and they they made an impact on my life. They really did. You asked me about a, uh, my seventh-grade football coach or whatever. I can tell you what – name is Harvey Davis and you know he uh, taught me how to play quarterback and whatever, whatever. you know it's just a, a good a good experience hey Mike that's not that's something that I did know about coach on day he was a quarterback so yeah now it resonates a little bit now he was quarterback leading the charge so yeah, that's that's great stories and great stuff as well but you mentioned the name image the like and transfer portal I know it's a whole different animal subject whatever it be but any thoughts on that? Because I think, I mean, I was watching the UVA play, whatever, and the transfers, and a kid can transfer to North Carolina or Duke or NC State and vice versa. It's a different world that we live in now with, with college sports as well. And I know you uh, have the pulse of some of that, but your overall opinion of just the transfer portal and that many kids, but also this kids can now monetize their image and have social media and still can't play, but they can get paid. So any opinion on that, I could, this is a whole nother show and conversation, but give me your, this down and dirty on, what do you think about the state of the game today in college? Well, um, there, there are two things that I don't like uh, about the game today. Um, one is the way the game has evolved and the way it's played. Back when you were playing, the game was centered around inside out that is we 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 played the game through our centers or our postmen not on the outside outside of the three-point line today you got at least four guys on every team playing outside the three-point line and you got the one guy who if he is lucky he'll get a chance to set a couple of screens and then he rolls. And if they can find him, they'll throw him the ball. If not, he's out of it for another possession. I, I, I firmly believe that they're going to figure out that's not the way to play. First of all, kids don't shoot the ball that well. They, they think they do, but they don't. They really do not shoot, shoot the ball that well. And uh, the statistics and and all that that you look at after a game I mean you're looking at 30 32 percent from the three-point line and uh, they they don't know how to get the grub points inside or the power points inside and uh, I I think the game is going down the wrong 
path in my mind right now. It's not not fun to watch it. Uh, I don't like that. I, I I prefer to have some balance between the inside and the outside. So I think that uh, the trend there, you know, I think they're probably the college coaches uh, have let it go that way because of recruiting, because they're afraid they're not going to get the kind of players they want. If they don't say, Oh no, we're going to play four outside and we're going to shoot the first three point shot that we can get. And, you know, that, that sounds good. It sells good, but I don't think it wins good. Um, so, uh, that, that's my opinion on that. I don't like it. And, um, uh, I hope, I hope we realize that coming back. If you go back two or three years, Mac and, and Ralph, mm-hmm. I mean, back to back, the two teams that won the national championship, one was North Carolina and they were playing with two big guys at the same time. And then the next year, Gonzaga when uh, Gonzaga goes all the way to the finals and, and they're playing with two big guys. So I, I know that uh, big guys can play with each other effectively, but you, you get, they've got to be taught to do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And certainly one guy can. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think you asked me about that NIL thing. I, I, I'm against that as well. Um, <laughs> and and I, I, I know people are going to say, well, you know, kids need money. I think the fact that they're on full scholarship, uh, their needs are taken care of. I think the fact that uh, they fly on chartered planes all over the United States, the fact that they are given things that other students are not given, I, I think takes care of it. Uh, I, I think, you know, the government money that we had helps them come along. I think, I, I think allowing certain players on, on your team, and we're talking at the highest level now, uh, and, and that's got to be a problem for coaches in the locker room. It, it really does, uh, you know, because there are going to be some that – how about the right tackle for Alabama? You don't think he's valuable? Yeah. I do. I think, yeah. he, I think he makes that – he makes the uh, uh, the guy that throwing all the passes or catching them or kicking them or whatever it happens to be, he, he's, he's making that possible. So, no, I don't like that either. I guess I'm a sourpuss. I don't know. <laughs> he is Dave Odom, who coached for over four decades. Terry Holland once said, he's as Southern as Spanish moss. He's, I hold him at such a high level. He's one of the great guys in our profession, one of the great individuals. He's always done the best thing for the individuals and the best thing for his school. Uh, he's a guy that I've known for 40 years, and it's uh, I have to make up things to say negative things about Dave Odom. Building a game plan for life. It's basketball and beyond. We return to Center Court with Hall of Famer Ralph Sampson. Welcome back Center Court. Winner Circle Network. Ralph Sampson, Mac McDonald, a good friend Dave Odom is with us. Three-time ACC Coach of the Year, SEC Coach of the Year as well. Over 400 wins as a head coach. Dave, I don't know if I ever asked you. Uh, Ralph and I never ever really talked about it either. Why did you not go the athletic director route? You know, I really can't tell you other than... I I was a person who wanted to interact with kids to have an effect on their lives. Uh, I'm I, as I said earlier in the, uh, uh, the the telecast. I I wasn't much on numbers and all. The ads today are like um, let's say plumbers. You only call the plumber 
when there's a problem. <laughs> and athletic directors today are problem solvers first, and then they create good things later, hopefully. And I, I, I would not want to do that. Uh, you know, I would, I would want to be down on the floor where the games are played and decided. Mm-hmm. I want to have a, an effect on that. And I also wanted to have an effect on kids' lives. Athletic directorships never appealed to me. I often talked to Coach Allen about why did you go that route, and he wanted to make a, make a change. But uh, it, it's got to be a tough job to have. I look at UVA and Carla Williams and what she's trying to do there. It's got to be just brutal uh, that you got to manage that many sports. And I know you have this passion. So the passion came from your parents or whatever, but, but you're still working at it today. You're doing – Great thing there's uh, these tournaments and what's going on there today with this South Carolina and the tournament you're going to and the Maui the Maui Invitational that you know Mac you know that started when mm-hmm. we lost the Chaminade so absolutely so and now Coach Autumn's come full circle and doing all that so what's going on today with you with basketball well when I started uh, when I decided to step aside um, I was 65 years old and um, I just felt that I I'd, I'd done enough. Uh, when you counted up the number of years, it had been 43 years. And um, I just felt like 44 wouldn't make a difference. <laughs> so I am uh, talking, uh, talking to Lynn, and I, we just decided that was enough. We were, um, and I said, you know, the good Lord's got something else for me. I don't know what it is, but unless I step aside from uh, active coaching, I'll never know. And um, it wasn't, I wasn't two, two months out of it, three months out of it. And I was walking one day on the beach down at our home. And um, I, it was in October and uh, I got a phone call. And this guy on the other end said he identified himself as executive vice president for Kipper Lesnick Sports in Chicago. And they owned the Maui, the Maui tournament. And at that time, Dave Gavitt. Uh, famous Dave Gavitt was the uh, chairman of the tournament and he was going to be unable to complete uh, another year because of medical problems, not be able to fly. And he recommended that the guy call me and to take his place. And, and I, uh, they asked me, would I be interested? I said, yeah. So they flew me up there. And by Thursday of the following week, um, they'd offered me the job. And um, it's it's been the right thing for me and my family. It it keeps me in basketball, but it it's not something I've got to do eight hours a day, uh, seven days a week. Uh, that's good. That's great stuff. Dave Odom is our guest, uh, former coach at uh, Wake Forest, assistant coach at uh, UVA, and spent a lot of time with uh, you know with Terry Holland. We you know we were talking about Terry coach, and one of the things, and, and Ralph, you brought up a great great point about. You know, why would Terry do that? Why would you want to be an AD? Terry Holland had to be, and Dave, you can, he had to be one of the most, and still is, one of the most creative people I had ever visited with or talked to, i.e. one of his greatest ideas ever, which I have told millions of people, let's play bowl games in August when teams are zero and zero and everybody's on vacation and they would get excited about seeing another team. And then in December, play the six bowls that are important. And let's forget all this potato bowl and bunker. <laughs> but if we played him in August, 
what a what a two week bonanza we'd have kicking off the college football season. <laughs> but that was Terry Holland, right, Dave? And I'm sure you saw it every day for seven years. Yeah, he could he could be the most amazing person. He had the most amazing ideas. The ideas that he came up with, I'd say, huh? <laughs> you know, it was a what? <laughs> you know, and and uh, you know, we were we were on the cutting edge. Uh, we as a team, uh, the way we traveled, uh, the shoes that we wore. Ralph helped us with that. The old mm-hmm. Pumas, and it was an amazing time. There was a guy that uh, we all know is James O. West, who was uh, our best friend in the athletic department. He was uh, assistant athletic director for basketball and travel and things like that. And and we would uh, I would work with I t- I say Terry, what do you what do you want in terms of travel for this year? You know, going to Louisville or going to North Carolina or going to uh, uh, Japan or wherever it happens to be, and. Uh, he would he would give me his ideas on what he wanted, and I'd go to James O, and we would set it up exactly <laughs> as Terry wanted. It, inevitably, the day before we were to leave, he'd call me in. He'd say, "Go down and see it, James O, and see if we can leave three hours sooner or two hours later." And I would go, I'd go walking in, in, in James O's office. He'd say, "David." Get out of here. I know what you want. <laughs> you tell Terry we're not changing. <laughs> but not we always it. did. We, we were on a school, school bus going out to the airport one day. Terry and I were sitting on the front row. And there was a guy standing up in the aisle because there wasn't a seat. The bus was, was packed. I kept looking at him, and he kept looking down at me. I didn't know who the guy was. <laughs> and I punched Terry with my... <laughs> shoulder i said terry who's this guy he said i don't know Ask him. <laughs> we just had we just had people show up and uh so i i leaned in my I, I leaned up at him and i looked at him i said who are you he said my name is wood selick wow i said wow. well what do you what do you do <laughs> what do you do he said well todd turner just hired me to come on board he told me to get on the plane it would, uh, on the bus and it would be okay so I punched Terry. I said, his name is Wood Selick, and he's working for Todd. Yeah. And so he said, I'll tell you what, let's don't call him Wood Selick. Let's call him Deadwood because <laughs> we don't have any idea what he does. <laughs> That's terrific. <laughs> but Wood has done great. Yeah, he was terrific at, at UVA, and he's now obviously, as we all know, he's mm. a great athletic director at Old Dominion. Old Dominion. So, yeah. Old, yeah. So – Deadwood's doing great. Yeah, he is doing great. <laughs> Dave, we can't thank you enough. This has been too much fun. We'll we'll have you back soon. And uh, and Ralph, I'm going to close with this because Coach Odom used to say it's important to know yourself, your strengths, and your weaknesses, and then coach to your strengths and find a way to compensate for your weaknesses. So, pretty good stuff. The, philosophy, the philosophy is still there, Coach. It's been a pleasure. I'll sign off with this. Lynn's driving. You must have seen her. Because she was giving me the, the timeout signal. <laughs> <laughs> she even knew the clock was uh, in her. All right, she's David. the best. She's the best. Uh, All right, have a great. I'll Christmas. see you guys. 
All right, okay. Coach. Uh, I right. see you guys. I love you both. I love, love you too. both. I do. Right. See All you right, later. Guys. Hi, this is Mac McDonald, host of Center Court. I've known Ralph Sampson for over 40 years. I watched him grow as a basketball player, achieving greatness at the University of Virginia and at the professional level. I always admired his work ethic and the things he did to be the best. Since he founded the Sampson Family Foundation, so many people, young and old, have benefited from Ralph's efforts. The mission for the foundation is simple, striving to uplift, empower, and educate the communities we live in. The foundation promotes charitable and community input, educational development, health and fitness, and scholarship opportunities. The Samson Family Foundation's initiatives focus on patients with cancer, educational scholarship programs, and give students guidance in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. If you'd like to learn more, call 540-615-5097. The website is samsonfamilyfoundation.org. Uplift. Empower. Educate. It takes teamwork to make the dream work. The locker room being, you know, that was one of the places that I tried to always stay in touch with each and every day. Because I would go in while some one of our players was maybe dressing, undressing. Maybe he was a player that needed a pat on the back. Well, he needed me to tell him I loved him, that he was doing a good job, that his next shot will go, don't don't worry about it. And then you'd, you'd move to the next player and the next one and the next one. And then eventually you've gone around the whole room. You've, you've touched base with all the players that need it. Welcome back to Center Court on the Winter Circle Network. I just, I'm going to state it publicly. I love Dave Odom and and be the 14th person to buy his book because the, <laughs> the, end, the end is not the trophy is very philosophical and it's very good about a guy that said, hey, I want to coach. That's all I want to do. I want to be happy. And he is, you know, for over 40 years, he was in the trenches and, and Ralphie did a wonderful job. I know you love him to death as well. Well, that quote is very surreal. The end is not the trophy. I mean, I, I'm going to use that, steal it from him and use it quite mm-hmm. a bit now when I talk to our kids as well, because the end, the, the process of the game of life and sports is really, really significant to me about how you participate on the court, but also how you participate in life. And Coach Odom is a prime example of that person that's transitioned from, you know, playing life, family, coaching, and now coaching really coaching after the game with the, you know, Maui classic and yeah. all the stuff he does yeah. and his son, you know, coaching as well. So his legacy still stands and he'll be there, be there for a long time. Yeah. When Terry, when Terry couldn't work the deal with Jim Copeland, as we talked about in the open during his tenure, Dave Odom was 22 and 14 against UVA. He had a little help from one a little help, had a little help from number 21 with uh, Tim Duncan and uh in randolph childress anyway pretty good stuff so as we get ready for this month and how busy december is going to be for uh, both of us i understand you have a date on the ralph sampson american tap house i probably didn't say that correctly but anyway your restaurant you close, you're good, you can yeah, do that. first, good. <laughs> first of the year right you're going to get the case first, first of the year we got you know the shellville health department approval now construction is probably now we'll go forward you know it's a holiday so maybe some glitches there with workforce whatever but hopefully mid-january we'll be up and running who would not want to work in your restaurant come on well you got <laughs> construction people you know i mean we, we we i got a list of people man i got a list of people that that see me in charlottesville like we hear you in a restaurant can i work there and it's strange to, to get that fail but i, I don't sure. think we'll have an issue with workers i just think destruction you know we got a team of people and warren thompson thompson hospitality i've been a great great guy mm-hmm. great businessman and so I think we'll be all right. But, you know, you always prepare 
for the plan B and anything you do, right? Uh, you got to make be, sure you got that plan B. It's going to be way too much fun. I'm coming in January to see it at some point. So just we, be ready. We're going to have something um, special there for sure. Because I will be passing the tab off to yeah, you. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I got one. I got a tab already. Hey, by the way, before we go, I want to plug your basketball camps coming up again. Uh, this will be post-Christmas. you got a, a, a basketball camp coming up in Massanutton again, right? Yeah, Mike, we had one, uh, you know, after the Thanksgiving holiday, it was mm -hmm. really, really good. Uh, I, I get a guy there that has a Kapuma outfit, head to toe, Ralph Sampson, sweatsuit, pants, and shoes. I'm like, where'd you get that from? Because I've never <laughs> seen the sweatsuit, right? But I've seen the shoes. So it was very, very surreal. We had a great time up there. Uh, Mass Nutton's a great partner. We'll do more stuff with them hopefully soon. But yeah, we're doing another one up there, two more up there for the holidays after after Christmas, the 27th and 28th and the 29th and 30th, uh, which we'll be doing some stuff up there as well, trying to make uh, another experience for kids. Sure. At Mass good stuff. Well, look, have a good week. I'll talk to you soon. Likewise. Thanks. That is Center Court. That is the Winter Circle Network. He is Ralph Sampson. I'm Mac McDonald. We'll talk soon. You've been listening to Center Court with Hall of Fame basketball player Ralph Sampson. Our podcast is available on the Believe Network at BLEAV.com. Center Court is presented by the Winner's Circle Network and the Sampson Family Foundation. For more information, log on to SampsonFamilyFoundation.org. Uplift. Empower. Educate. Teamwork makes the dream work. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, essential plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.